0: Welcome queen. My name is Ezra and I am the host of She is Ezra the podcast. In this podcast I am bringing to you all things spirituality, personal development, love and business. From the bottom of my heart to yours I thank you for taking this journey with me today. Let's dive in. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and pay my deepest respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. I acknowledge that this is and will always be sacred, dark, and young land. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another podcast episode. I'm feeling really excited about this particular episode because. I finally have some clarity around a certain area of my life. So if you're listening to this episode, it's because you're interested in my legal journey. So my journey to become a lawyer. So just a little rundown to actually become a lawyer in Australia or in New South Wales, at least. You have to do a degree And usually this is offered in a double degree. Then you have to do a diploma of legal practice. So that's usually three months full time. Then you have to be admitted to the Supreme Court and you have to prove that you are of good fame and character to be a guardian of the law. So there's quite a few hurdles that you have to jump through. Where I am currently at is I've finished my study. Yay! (laughs) I can't tell you how happy I am that it's done. I am starting my... I have already started. I've done two weeks of my legal work experience, which is so exciting. And I'm about to start in the next few weeks, I would say, my practical legal diploma. No, sorry, my Diploma of Legal Practice, which is really exciting. So I'm almost a lawyer. I'm at the finish line, basically. Um, but I wanted to kind of go into a bit of a story about how all this kind of came about and the journey between when I got in and now. So I remember being a little girl, I always wanted to be an actress. I was always really drawn to acting and it was something that, I don't know, I just always wanted to be that. I think I've always loved getting dressed up and I used to make movies with my friends when I was little. I'm sure that um you may have had a similar experience being really creative with friends and with a camera. Back then there wasn't iPhones, as you would probably know. There was only the the old um I can't even remember what they're called. Did they CLR cameras, I can't remember. But basically yeah, digital cameras. And so I always wanted to be an actress and I remember being in year seven and thinking, well, I remember there were some kids talking on the bus about you know, becoming a lawyer and I remember thinking I'm not smart enough to become a lawyer and of course the present me says well that's a limiting belief because of course you're smart enough to be a lawyer um, but it kind of started there I remember thinking I would love to be that but I just don't think I'm smart enough. Anyway, and so I kind of went through high school hanging on to this idea of becoming an actress. I also really wanted to be a model as well. But when I really think about the whole modeling actress thing, I don't necessarily think it was about the work. I think it was about the fame, the recognition, the exposure, being seen, being heard, all of that kind of thing, because I don't know that I felt particularly seen and heard as a child. Um, and it's not that I wasn't, it's just that I felt that way. So I like to always kind of say that because I definitely would have been seen and heard to some extent. And so basically I wanted to be an actress and I got into – I was a bit naughty in year 9 and 10 and then I decided that I was going to pull my head in. And actually try at school. So in year 11 and 12 I did really well. Um, except for the actual HSC. <laughs> that was a bit of a funny story. So, Well not a funny story. But I basically in year 11 and 12 pushed myself so hard. I just burnt out and switched off. Come the HSC. But I was really fortunate that my marks had been so good. And that I had amazing teacher recommendations. I actually got into I got offered three double degrees in law before I even got my ATAR back, which was amazing. But it also kind of, I know I've spoken about this in previous podcast episodes, but it kind of put me in that position of being like, oh, well, you know, I can just get in because I'm me type thing. It probably gave me the, started me off with the wrong attitude. And I'm not blaming the circumstance. I'm fully accountable for the fact that there's been moments where I haven't given my study my full effort. But in saying that, I was very, very grateful to get in. I was also really inspired by my legal studies teacher. So he was so passionate about what he was teaching and it just really rubbed off rubbed off on me. And so I just really fell in love with legal studies and I think for me a lot of the reason as well why I was influenced to do law was to do with I guess my programming from being coming from a family where you know my mum is a vet and my grandparents are school teachers and that side of my family is really highly academic and I think my mum or I know my mum really wanted that for me as well so I think I was really influenced by that because when I was I went to NIDA actually for which is the National Institute of Dramatic Arts when I was 16 and I remember the the guy who was teaching the classes kind of said to us, look, there's a lot of unemployed actors in Sydney, so you've really got to be the creme de la creme. You've got to be in the right place at the right moment. So that kind of uh, shat on my dreams a little bit. And so my mum said, well, why don't you try arts law anyway? So I got in and here we are. So basically I started with um, a lot of motivation and passion and really applied. I was in a a relatively healthy relationship for where I was at compared to my previous relationship and I just remember I did really focus on that and then in my second year I got a job working for a certain retailer And I then very quickly moved up in the company to become an area manager. So I guess I was very distracted by that job. And so I kind of fell in and out of love. So I was at at uni for seven years, by the way. It should have only taken me five, but I really fell in and out of love with it. And because I'm such an experiencer and I just wanted to experience everything that I really could, it meant that it was really difficult for me to stay focused. I I think I, well, in fact, I know that in the past, I've kind of always bypassed things. Like I've loved doing a lot of things, but I've loved skimming across the surface. And I think for a lot of my study, I definitely just skimmed across the surface. And uh, so it was one of those things that I don't know why, I ended up there really. I don't know how I managed to stay there through all the trials and tribulations that life threw at me, but I just stayed there and I just, you know, and I did fail twice. I failed two units and surprisingly towards the end of my study and what it came from was just, I really just got frustrated and angry with it because I was like, am I even doing this for me? And when I started my spiritual, actually when I started my spiritual journey is when I really fell out of it because all of a sudden the pendulum swung really hard the other way and I became super conscious and awake and all that stuff. I'm sure if you've started your spiritual journey or you're a little bit down your path, you'll resonate to some extent with the whole you can sometimes go a little bit too far. And I think balance is important. I think it's important based on my experience and my beliefs to be a really conscious person, but also to be human at the same time without floating off into the cosmos. Anyway, so when I became really like conscious and I started doing all this work for me, I was like, well, is law my ego? Is it like about other people is it about proving that I can do it because I've been told I can't do it is it about status is it about money like what is it about because why am I here and why am I doing this and I felt so much resistance to it because law and it's getting better policy is continuing to be more integrated meaning that like you know, it's not necessarily hard law, as hard a law as it was a hundred years ago. Um, And there's a lot more space for compassion in the legal system, but it's still so black and white compared to the work that I do in this business. And for me, there was just so much resistance. And I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? It's just not aligned anymore. And so, yes, I did fail two subjects which i absolutely deserved and if I'm really honest I probably deserve to fail way more than that because like it's like I'm I'm like that person who is so complacent because they know they can do it so they're like eh I don't have anything to prove even though I don't have anything to prove to myself I think because I knew that I could do it when do really well when I put in effort anyway this is just like a peep inside my head And then the next hurdle for me was well, I've always been really interested in family and criminal law, particularly criminal law. Even when I was younger, it was, I want to be a criminal barrister. You know, I went between being an actor or a criminal barrister. I wanted to be an actor, but I felt like criminal barrister just sounded. And I watched that show Rake, that Australian TV drama, and I just loved it. Anyway, and so then I started, as I became more conscious and awake and whatever, I started to really grapple with the whole thing of, well, hang on a minute, ethically, how can I defend someone who's done the wrong thing? And it was really interesting because in 2019, I wrote into several law firms looking for work experience, um, just for some context in case future listeners listening to this this is November 29 uh 2022 that I'm recording this um but so you know several years ago I, I went in for an interview at, at one particularly prestigious firm on the coast I won't say who and you know they said to me well how would you feel about um you know defending someone who has done really heinous crimes and i'm not going to list them here because i don't want to trigger anyone um but it was really difficult for me because i have been a victim of crimes i have been in domestic violent relationships and so for me i was thinking well how the hell am i supposed to defend someone like this like i know everyone has a right to a fair trial but I don't want to be just getting people off. And that doesn't align with me either. And then I think, well, as much as I'm passionate about the environment and doing environmental law, I find it really boring. Like I find without a human element, like corporations law, boring, like boring property law, boring. Like I like a human element in what I'm doing. I think because I'm such a intuitive and I'm so interested in the human condition that it's really hard for me to be interested in something other that's not human if that makes sense so anyway I was grappling with that for a while and I was meditating on it actually and what came through from my higher self was that I've done all this work and I've got a huge heart and a huge capacity to love and my understanding now of trauma is that it perpetuates so what we see often is someone who commits an offense set some kind of abuse let's say nine times out of ten they've actually been abused as a child so for me it's like well if you look at it from this perspective that trauma perpetuates so you know it's got a domino effect and we've if you've been in the, I guess, personal development space, you'll know that, you know, there's this thing called intergenerational trauma. And if we don't deal with that trauma, we pass it on. And so you can see how these people who commit these offenses are just in pain and are often victims themselves. So for me, I look at it from the pers- the bigger perspective of going, well, these people are hurting to do these things. Okay, yes, there's a percentage of people who have you know biological um chemical imbalances in the brain, but there are most people who are guilty of crime because they're victims of crime themselves, but it's never been addressed. And then my higher self just really came through to me and said, Katie, this was never going to be easy. This is in meditation, but it was never going to be easy for you. Like this path that you're walking was never going to be an easy path. And your capacity to love unconditionally is what the system needs. Anyway, so then I thought, okay, well, If I'm meant to be, okay, universe, okay, higher self, okay, whoever is talking to me, maybe it is just me. If I am meant to do this work, it's going to be really easy and it's going to fall into my lap because, you know, studying wasn't easy and it's been like pulling teeth, to be honest, getting me through it. And so anyway, then I said that to the universe and I said, look, it's going to be really easy what do you know? (laughs) This beautiful woman comes across my page and she'd been following my Feminine Empowered page for some time. She actually offered me a space working with her to do my practical legal training. And just for some context, it's actually really difficult to get work experience in the legal industry and it's also quite difficult to get a job because there's a lot of lawyers a lot of people and it's a highly competitive industry and this opportunity just dropped into my lap and I'm like well if that's not a sign I don't know what is so anyway one thing led to another and here I am I'm two weeks in and I've been having the most wonderful time and it just goes to show that you can do anything in an, you can attract an aligned environment, even in the legal space. Like I work at this lovely lady's home office. It's beautiful. She's got um like essential oils and tea and we pull cards together, but we're also doing legal work. And it's so wonderful for me because I get to still see my clients. I get to do the hours that I want to do. And it's just so seamlessly fit into my life. It's also given me so much more confidence. And um, I've just felt a massive shift within myself, which has been wonderful because I've been feeling really stagnant and honestly crap. Like doing my final exams and stuff. It's been really difficult. So to have this opportunity has just been so amazing. And as I said, it was going to be super easy and it has been. I mean, not that the work is super easy, not that law is super easy, but this opportunity just has literally dropped into my lap. So I'm predominantly working on family law and criminal matters. And it's very interesting, like, you know, for certain sentencing cases, we'll be helping the client to, if they've done the wrong thing, to write a letter to the victim, to write an apology letter to the court, to compensate, you know, for damages, for example, if they've caused caused damage to property. And it's actually, if you can reframe it too, that you're helping to set people on the right path, especially when it comes to criminal matters or with family law matters, you know, you're helping children um, live a life that's in their best interest. So there is a lot of, it's very energetically heavy, like reading some of the facts, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. But at the same time, I'm so grateful that I have the awareness around, you know, the way that trauma perpetuates and I have all my modalities and I have all these techniques that I can use to help protect my energy. And um, like, you know, when I'm in court, not to take everything on as my own, it's really, really empowering. And I'm just so grateful that it did take me seven years to get here because the amount of lessons that I've learned along the way and the you know, different tools that I have now to manage myself in a space like that is just because when I was younger, you know, I was so emotional and just completely dysregulated in every way possible. Whereas now I'm like truly feeling that I'm in my power and i'm showing up as the very best version that i can and i've got this business and i'm investing in myself and i'm focusing on my health i have a beautiful relationship and i'm just so grateful and what it really comes down to is myself just never giving up like i've never give up given up like i've and i've failed i've fallen on my face and it's been really fucking hard to be honest at times, especially making sacrifices, missing out on events. Um, and you know, I've lived the life, I've partied hard, I've one day maybe I'll share the extent of all that. Um not I'm not ready yet though. <laughs> but you know, I've really lived very polarizing ex life experiences, and so to finally be here is just a testament to the fact that I I refuse to give up and I continue to show up even when I could only crawl or drag myself across the floor. So uh, it's one of those things, if you're listening to this and if you're thinking about a legal career, if you're thinking about any career or if you're thinking about starting a business or if you're just feeling stuck and you're just wondering if you should give up, just don't. Don't, unless, unless it's really, really not serving you, um, don't give up. Just keep going, keep pushing because it's worth it in the long run. And I can't believe I'm here. I really can't. And I don't think many others can as well the people who've seen my journey from the start. It's been tough, but I'm so grateful that I'm here. And I've been loving the work, I've been loving that I've attracted in the most amazing suitable aligned workspace as well which I didn't think was possible in such a black and white industry anyway I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode thank you so much for listening in and I look forward to seeing you in the next one If you are wanting to explore your spirituality, personal development, and your relationship with love more deeply, I invite you into my world with my arms wide open. I offer online courses, one-to-one experiences, and a membership that is literally transforming the lives of many. You can find me on Instagram at sheisezra and discover more, but for now, beautiful soul, have a wonderful day.